Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to touch on timeline mapping, something I think very important just so you can see a long-term vision and see where your goals actually are and kind of break down your long-term goals into kind of like short-term phases and gives you a right sense of urgency in my opinion. For example, if you're looking at, let's say, you want to perform a gaining phase in diet uh, for summer and you just think, ah, I've got plenty of time. You don't really look at the actual amount of time you have versus if you actually break down how many weeks you have gaining, how many weeks you need to diet for and what body weight you might need to gain per week. It gives you a sense of urgency and as a result can help kind of light a fire under you for how serious you should take your training. Whereas if you just kind of go off the motions and kind of like think there's plenty of time, then you don't have that sense of urgency and you'll most likely not make as much progress as you'll probably make. You might not gain as much weight as you want before dieting or you might not diet successfully because you don't give yourself enough time so it also removes the stress and the worry about not reaching a goal for a desired time uh, which is why it's so valuable in life Uh, and it just ensures the success of each phase so timeline mapping is basically where you map out the timeline as the name suggests of each phase and like the specifics of it and not just thinking right I'll bulk then I'll diet then you can kind of like break it down into uh, when you look to gain when you look to maintenance when you look to diet and what like rate of loss rate of gain and uh, periods of maybe like diet breaking you can potentially perform not that they're necessary if you're a beginner or if you're doing a short diet but I'm just trying to give you some examples so in terms of like the different phases you have I just went over them so you've got gaining where you where in other words you bulk the reason we want to bulk gain or like uh, put on body weight in other words is because that puts us in the best possible position to build muscle instead of let's say sitting at maintenance when we keep our body weight at maintenance especially when we're leaner we're not in as good a position to build muscle perform and make progress in terms of our body composition and maintenance does have its place for example if let's say you you are not wanting to gain any more body weight, but you're not wanting to diet just yet for whatever reason. If life doesn't quite suit a diet right now, let's say you, you're you sitting at, let's say, the start of December, and you're like, oh, I have gained maybe a bit too much and I'm not wanting to gain any more. Is it a good idea to start a diet at the 1st of December? Diet for a few weeks. There's chocolates absolutely everywhere. You want to enjoy the holidays. You want to enjoy time with family and friends. You've got quite a lot of nights out. That's definitely not a good time to diet because when, let's say close to Christmas, there's a lot of interruptions. And when we are dieting, we want to get the heat down. We want to kind of knuckle down and not allow the interruptions to derail our progress, derail our diet. So when you're looking to diet, we want to ideally do it when we have the ability to kind of knuckle down, when we have the ability to be more disciplined and kind kind of have a bit more tunnel vision towards our goal eh, because not that we should let's say not be consistent when we're gaining but if there is a time to have a bit more flexibility it's when you're maintaining or gaining like it it doesn't make sense to diet while you are let's say having a lot of social events because it's going to be harder to hold performance actually diet and stick to it so yeah you want to make sure when you're thinking about a timeline you want to make sure you're setting it up for success with your calendar year so if you know again you've got holiday you don't want to like place your diet in the middle of a holiday it just doesn't make sense or if you know let's say you 
have exams, you might not want to diet during exams because stress will be higher already. You will have less time to commit to, let's say, doing steps or cardio because you've got a lot of exams. So you want to make sure you're kind of orientating your lifestyle or your phases around your lifestyle. That's what I like to do with my clients. And once you like know kind of like when you want to do each phase, you can basically map it out and literally write months of the year or maybe even like first half of January, first half or second half of January, break it down and then write what you want to do for each phase and kind of like plan out what your year will look like and when or like how long you'll be spending in each phase. And also like if you've got like a, a set timeline, kind of like estimate what rate of loss or gain you're going to aim for and how long you like to spend in each phase, like I said. And this will basically give you the ability to know exactly how much you need push body weight up or how much to diet to reach your goal for that certain amount of time. And what I mean by that is if you, let's say you've got a diet phase, let's say you're looking to diet and lose, let's say you're wanting to lose six kilograms in 12 weeks. So this gives you, if you calculate that, you want to lose that 0.5 kilograms a week to get that rate of loss. So if you want to lose six kilos, then what you should potentially consider is in those 12 weeks, are you going to lose exactly 0.5 kilos every single week? No, your body's not that predictable. You might have weeks where you, let's say, have a meal off for someone's birthday, for example, and then you don't handle that as well as you think, or maybe you struggle to handle it effectively and maybe overeat, so that might set you back. You might have periods where you are unwell, so you can't really, uh, you can't really train, you can't really eat or and you might want to sit around maintenance so that you don't lose much muscle uh, during that period instead of dieting aggressively. Uh, you might have periods where you are, let's say, you've got some like family events that take place or like someone, someone might yell in the family so you can't train so you sit maintenance. So what I'm saying is there will be interruptions. So although if you lose 0.5 kilograms a week, that will take you to six, losing six kilos in 12 weeks. Something to consider is, what if these interruptions arise? How are you going to manage them? So what I'd recommend is instead of aiming to lose 0.5 kilos, what you could probably do is aim to lose maybe like for the first week, a kilogram. And then after that, for the next five weeks, losing 0.5 kilograms. Sorry, 0.75 kilograms. So just to do the maths quickly, that will give you one, sorry, two seconds. So 3.75 kilos you'll lose and then the kilo the first week, so 4.75 kilos. So that's halfway through the diet, you've already lost just below 5 kilograms. And then you can take it a lot more gradually for the, the next five six weeks and maybe even set up maintenance after reaching that goal if you reach it early. Because let's say you've got a holiday. What you might not want to do is diet right up until the holiday and then you'll be extremely hungry. There'll be a lot of foods available. It'll be all inclusive, and then you might look. Then you might gain a lot of the weight back. Either that, or you're gonna have to restrict yourself and just be starving a lot of the time. So there, you can see the rate of loss: six kilograms in twelve weeks isn't as straightforward as it looks because you can get away with being aggressive at the start of the diet. You might not want to be aggressive at the end of the diet, and interruptions do occur. So consider those things like sickness. 
social events and other unplanned stalls in body weight because there'll be weeks where you might not drop weight for whatever reason if it's due to like uh, maybe not being as consistent as you like or your body just adapting to whatever deficit you're in and that kind of turns to more of a maintenance so yeah and it is a good idea to let's say give yourself time after maintenance after sorry a diet to maintain if you have let's say a social event after or you have something like a holiday that you are dieting for just so you can handle that period better and when we are gaining well the amount of time i recommend spending in each phase is if you're wanting to purely chase physique development chase improve your body composition building as much muscle as you can like uh maybe like a body sorry a bodybuilding orientated goal regardless if you want to step on stage if you just want to chase building as much muscle as you can and making as much progress as you can a good place to start is kind of spending three fourths of your time or three quarters of your time bulking and one quarter dieting so what this looks like is spending like a like for every 20 so for every 48 weeks you spend bulking you spend 12 weeks dieting basically repeating that progress process or obviously you can half that you can spend 24 24 weeks bulking and then you can spend six weeks dieting and basically repeat that process. And the reason why is because, again, when we're bulking, that puts us in the best position possible to build muscle. So we want to make sure the ratio is in a good spot. We want to spend as much time as possible bulking. We want to spend as little time as possible dieting. We want the ratio to be heavily skewed towards bulking because that's where we're going to perform well. That's where we've got the most energy availability. That's where you can build muscle best. That's where, we, that's where you build muscle. Not when you're dieting although you might look better at the end of a dieting phase so make sure you have like an appropriate ratio if you are looking to build muscle uh, or as much muscle as you can and in terms of how much body weight to gain so basically you want to gain as much body weight as you can before you're excessively soft so what this might look like is it depends on your start point but somewhere like 20 sorry 20 yeah 20 pounds could be a good place to aim for or something like 10 kilos or maybe even pushing that up to 15. Again, if you've got a really, really lean start point, that will dictate how much you can gain uh, compared to someone who's, let's say, not so lean and didn't really diet too lean. And also your confidence on your ability to take it off. But yeah, what I'd say is maybe aim to gain around, if you if you know you can take it off, just put as much body weight on before you can, before you're soft and before you have a uh, signs to pull back and what I mean by soft what I mean by that is basically until your body composition is potentially a wee bit too poor in terms of if you're carrying a wee bit too much body fat then it's ideal for gaining and you let's say stop seeing lines stop seeing uh, definition in your physique you don't have much vascularity you don't have much separation in your musculature so yeah that's what I recommend uh, but in terms of like a rate of gain when you're bulking uh, it's again it's dependent on how you're looking if you're looking good then and if you're let's say being really aggressive but you're just gaining muscle you're not getting any softer then who am i to tell you to slow it down because if you can gain let's say five kilos of muscle in the year or 10 kilos of muscle in the year in your first year of training why limit it to five it doesn't make much sense so if you're extremely lean and you're still staying lean then you can get away with being a bit faster and something else to consider is with your like rate of gain is like how long are you looking to do it for? For example, is if let's say 
you plan on gaining for 20 weeks, you plan on gaining, let's say, or sorry, let's say you're gaining for 40 weeks and you look to gain, let's say, 20 pounds and you know you want to aim for around 0 0.5 pounds a week so that you can reach that time and uh, that will mean you'll reach that goal and you've reached the amount you look to gain. So that gives you like a place to work from because it's kind of like when you're not used to it, when you've not done these phases before, it's kind of like you're kind of shooting in the dark. Like you don't really know how much to gain. You don't know what rate to gain at. So that's kind of a good way to work that out. And what I'd like to do is, like I said, try and like time your phases according to what your year looks like. For example, a good time to start a diet generally is like maybe January, February. And then you could diet for, let's say, 12 weeks. So that would take you to maybe April. And then you could look to gain then, because what that gives you is the ability to have more flexibility around summer. Because when it comes to summer, you've not just finished the dieting phase. So your calorie maintenance will typically be a bit higher, which means you'll have more flexibility when you're going on nights out, when you have social events. And then you can gain basically until December uh, or the end of December and repeat that process. If I had to say what would be the ideal scenario, the ideal situation, it would be something like that. And that will allow you to basically have the best best possible outcome in terms of enjoyment and the least interruptions possible. And like typically like when it's summer, you'll have holidays and things planned, so you don't want to be dieting for them. But if you like end a diet, like a like at the end of April or end of May, you are gonna be still relatively lean by the time you go on a holiday unless it's extremely late in the year. So yeah. Hope you've enjoyed the episode. Uh, so make sure you do timeline, like map out your timeline. I personally do it on all my client sheets. Uh, it gives them like a a sense of urgency, a, a, like a vision of what's actually going to happen and how we're going to reach their goals, and helps me as a coach actually have have a plan in place. So yeah, make sure you do it yourself. And like I said, just write out. You can do it on your notes. You can do it on a bit of paper. Uh, but just find a system that works for you, and just kind of like plan out your year or a whiteboard. Just plan out when you be dieting when you'll be bulking when you look to potentially maintain and then it doesn't mean this can't change it doesn't mean that that plan's set in stone but it gives you like a good starting point to go and a good like baseline to or like a base plan to work from uh, so yeah hope you've enjoyed the episodes thank you very much and uh if you did like it please feel free to subscribe leave a rating and review if you do watch this or listen sorry if you listen to it on iTunes or Spotify, you can leave a rating if you go on the podcast page. Uh, it would help massively in terms of growing the podcast. And appreciate everyone who's been supporting the YouTube channel and uh, because it's, the views have been consistently going up for the podcast episodes, which I greatly appreciate. So if you haven't already, I've already got I've also got some videos on YouTube. So yeah, let me know if you want any specific specific episodes covered and let me know if you enjoyed the podcast. Greatly appreciate when everyone like reaches out and tells me they do enjoy the podcast. So Hope everyone has a great day and thanks very much in regards to listening.